Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OTs Get Paid podcast. This is episode 102. Today, we are talking about automated marketing and automated sales and how you can still make sales without that huge hustle and that long to-do list for marketing. So let's get in it. Recently, you may have noticed that we haven't done much front-facing marketing. I've put that in quotes. We have had somewhat of a pause. By the way, I don't have any fancy words for like what front-facing marketing might be. And I decided not to like go get down and open all my business books and my business resources and trainings and stuff. I thought, you know what, I'm just going to call it this. I'm just going to go with it. We have also had some shifts in staffing. We have had a lot of changes. We've also had, I've also had inner changes in how I want to be showing up in marketing. And here's the thing. I don't actually have the words to describe that in more detail. And that has been part of the pause. About a month ago, I decided, yep, I wanted to start getting back into this, but I should really explain like what has been in my heart for a shift in how I show up in our marketing. What was it about our marketing that I wasn't loving? And of course, I'm trying to find perfect. And I can't find perfect. I can't find the words. But when I get them, I promise I won't hold back and I will tell you. So we've had some shifts. We're back to being more of a lean company. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. However, because so many of you noticed that we weren't doing front-facing marketing, I thought this would be a great opportunity for us to talk about how we continued to make sales. So let's jump in and find out how, without all the hustle and all the front-facing stuff and all the things that you see on a regular basis, How the heck was OTs get paid still making sales? We've been making sales with automation. Krista Fram popped into my DMs. If you don't follow Krista, she is an OT copywriter. And she said something that made me laugh. And she said, you are selling on automatic. Now that's a win, exclamation marks in my DMs. Thanks, friend. So let's review some marketing assets. We're going to talk about the ones that we have that are more automatic, that were working for us when it looked as though we weren't working on marketing. Okay. And then we'll talk about the marketing assets that we weren't doing and how they affected our growth. And also I'm going to talk about the value to each of these, okay, in terms of what's evidence-based, what's well-researched, which are really the big levers, because we talk about business being a machine around here, a money-making machine, you just have to pull the right levers. What are the levers that are really worth pulling and putting your time and effort into? So the number one thing that anybody can do for marketing, period, no ifs, ands, or buts, is referrals or word of mouth. OTs get paid and our programs, our Road to 100K, our 100K Club, and you know, the one-on-one coaching I do, the VIP days I do, the master classes I do, those have now been around for a while. We were lucky enough to be one of the first movers in the space a few years back. So we have a lot of people who have worked with us that are happy and they tell other people. That is the number one ways people are popping into my inbox to have a discussion with me to see if anything that we offer would be a fit for their business growth. 
The second is a more formal referral process and a more formal referral program that we have. We have it set up that if you refer a person and they sign up, you actually get some money in the bank. And we promote that, not as much as we could, but that is that exists and it is in the work. So those two things are very, very helpful. Plus our primary person is an OT. That is who our ideal client is. That's who our audience is. And OTs are incredibly generous. We're used to working and managing cases of people, products, things. And so we will naturally reach out and use free or paid resources to support our people. And because OTs are so generous and giving of their thought and their time and their resources, they are naturally going to be sharing their experience with their peers or colleagues or friends. So again, referral program check, word of mouth check. Number two is speaking. That has been proven over and over and over again in the business research that that has one of the biggest bangs for your buck in terms of a lever to pull to bring to have marketing and sales experience. Uh, I put these two things first again because they're the ones with the biggest oomph and they have been the stickiest for getting clients. We have done both. I was in a, a program in October with Tamiko Faison where I spoke um, and, you know, it had an impact on the people that called after and wanted to join our programs or help with anything that we could do for them for OTs get paid. Okay. The third is leveraging the audience of others. And that is a planned <laughs> and organized way of getting in front of audiences that have already been created by somebody else. So they have had that traffic. They have had those leads. Remember, we talk about traffic leads and customers. And we know that they have an audience that would benefit from what we do and how we show up and how we serve. So right away, check, we have a partnership with Therabyte. They sponsor the podcast. We have a partnership with them. We are in collaboration. So we are in regular, we are in front of the Therabyte audience on a regular basis. We have a contract where we have sat down with Therabyte and discussed different ways that we could help each other's audiences and serve each other's audiences. We have great programs. People that own a business and that want an EMR tend to also want business advice and vice versa. People that are coming here are like, hey, what should we use? So Therabyte regularly promotes us in their audience. Check. We have this podcast, number four. Check. Now, we're going to be talking about how we haven't put out new podcasts. However, we have a bank of 101 podcast episodes. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that people were still listening. We didn't take that significant a hit or as significant as I thought we might because those episodes live in perpetuity. So people were still listening and still able to hear and get really good information for marketing and also take a step if they wanted to, to say, you know what, this is making a lot of sense to me. I'd like to look into some of their paid offers. Number five is our website. We have SEO, baby, search engine optimization. We have our website 
also linked in multiple places in the show notes and in social media that already exists. We also ran an experiment for a while where we used TikTok and YouTube. And we know that TikTok and YouTube are also being used as search engines. We put our podcasts, we put, you know, some short video um, at, in YouTube, we put our long form video, and we put our podcasts in those places so that that SEO keeps churning for us. Another, uh, I always mention it, another search engine that was very successful for our local therapy clinic when I owned Spring OT was Pinterest, by the way. Number six, lead magnets. So this is taking all that traffic, which was still going automatically, and finding how people could become a lead, which is them handing us their email address. We are not actively dropping our lead magnets into places right now. However, they are out there, mostly in our show notes. Also, our number one lead magnet, which is our quiz, is on our website. I love the quiz. Love me the quiz. If you want to find out what stage you are at business and what you should be doing next to grow your business, go to trishwilliamsconsulting.ca where you can find our quiz and it will give you not only where you're at in the three stages of business, but what to do next. There's also a page there that says work with me, let's chat, and people drop down into that menu to book a call to see how we could possibly help them with our paid offers. Okay, once people become a lead, so we've got the traffic, they come in through some lead magnets, then they actually get into an email nurture sequence, which is an automatic follow-up. I'm going to be really honest with you. I haven't looked at our email nurture sequence in a while. I know it's something that I want to update because we have even more uh, resources, robust things that we want to put into those email nurture sequences. However, it works. It takes people along a journey. It gives them an idea of what else we can do for them. It helps them find other resources, even if they don't want to become a paid client of ours. But it is, so it's not perfect, but it is something. And then, as I said, we have a streamline to booking a call. If they make that call and they don't want to purchase from us right away, that's fine. We follow a best business practice, which is a circle back call. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this. In With my ideal clients, and for many of you will have the same, will have a client who feels the same way, they actually really enjoy a circle back call. Sure, it's business best practice, but it doesn't feel smarmy. Let me tell you what a circle back call is, just in case you're like, what the heck? I think a lot of you know, but just in case you don't. That's when I say, no problem. If you want to take time to think about it and you feel you have all the information and you feel that I've addressed all of your challenges and you feel like you have clarity, but you need to think about it, would you like to circle back and have another conversation about it? And let's get it on the books. I used to think, and now some people use this as a like, I don't want to buy from you, so go away. Okay, that's fine. But there's a huge handful of people when I had peds, like parents who were, uh, you know, for peds clients and OTs actually do want to take some time and think about it. And when I say, you know, I don't want it to get far down the to do list, we all have to do lists that just get pushed way down. How would you like to circle back on this and talk about it in a week? And here's the zoom link and da da da. And you can get more questions answered. And I have found multiple people totally agree and love this and they will buy at that time and again this does not feel smarmy or cheesy to me because i have done 
enough of a good job during the clarity call to make sure that I am really understanding what's moving them, what's prompting them, what their biggest pain point is, and if we can solve it. And if we can't, I'll refer them somewhere else, right? So it is all done in a very ethical, connective, heart-centered way. So those are the top eight things that we have been using that are automated. The booking a call, the circle back is a little bit less automated, but it is a standard operating procedure. So I don't really have to think about it. It just kind of happens. Okay. What have we not been doing? What are things that are marketing that are more front facing that we have not been doing? Social media. We ran an experiment for at least six months. We hired a social media manager and we went to town. We had KPIs, which are key performance indicators. We had goals that we wanted to hit. And it wasn't just engagement. It was like leads and sales. We did this on uh, Facebook. We did this on Instagram, mostly Instagram. We did this on some TikTok. And it did not get us any more clients. It didn't. Now, people sure as heck noticed when we didn't do a lot of social media. And there is that relationship and connection piece that I definitely felt was missing. And I think people might have felt a little out of sight, out of mind. I'm not sure. And they were certainly curious and, you know, possibly worried. We should have probably announced it that we weren't going to be doing this anymore. But the data showed that it really wasn't getting us any more clients. What is the outcome for us putting a stop to some of our social media? What is the, what is the result of that in the last couple of months? I'm not sure. We're going to maybe start to add a little bit more to it. But at the end of the day, for both of my businesses, my bricks and mortar in person, traditional service-based and OTs get paid, I have never found that social media gets us more clients. Okay, number two, we have not been doing any new podcasts. As I mentioned before, we were doing one podcast a month, then two podcasts a month, and then we decided to do a podcast a week. And again, that was an experiment to see how those numbers played out. Having no podcast is not a huge advantage, although as I mentioned, we did have automation. We have 101 podcast episodes in the hopper, so they were still getting listened to. So I am now going back to doing a podcast a month and seeing how that works for getting new listeners and getting our numbers up. However, I do want to remind people that we were running new ads. We have dynamic ads in our podcast software, meaning we can create an ad that goes across every single episode we've ever recorded. So they're not embedded. So it's not like if I did this podcast in January 2021, although you will hear some of the old ones because we didn't have this software yet, where I'm like, come sign up for the OT Entrepreneur Summit in Florida in November 2021. And you're like, what? It's now November 2023, Trish. We have now the ability to put dynamic ads. So whatever ad we're promoting can go across every single episode, no matter when we recorded it. We were running new ads, which was really helpful to mainly our primary sponsor, Therabyte. The third thing we did not do was email marketing. And this is an area that we really should have. I'm not going to blow smoke and say it was all, you know, unicorns and butterflies and roses. I, we do, there was a time when we would send out emails where every time we sent out an email with a call to action, the call to action was taken, particularly we would sell something. And I stopped with email marketing because I got 
scared because I felt like too much time had passed. Listen, I'm just being honest. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I didn't really feel like I had the words to explain why the marketing and our messaging, I don't know. I still don't have the words and I chitter chatterbox, you know this, right? That is something that I regret. That is something that I know we did not do a good enough job nurturing the people that are already in our sphere. But that's something that we did not do. And it would have been smart to continue to put out an email. <laughs> an email a month would have been a good idea at that point. But we didn't. And that's something we're turning back on. The other thing that we are not doing, the fourth thing that we did not do, was we did not help grow the OTs Get Paid Facebook group or nurture the OT, the people who were in the OTs Get Paid Facebook group. And again, OTs love a good Facebook group. I got a little stuck. What I realized at the end of the day was that there's this balance between making everything into a standard operating procedure and having checklists and having a team do it and growing and, you know, particularly around social media and to a certain extent, the podcast, because once a week was a lot for us, for me. And I still write all my own emails. I had a copywriter for a while, but then I decided I actually really liked doing it. There was this balance that I just still haven't hit between we're going to have the team do it. It's going to be planned. We're going to have calendars. We're going to have like this whole process for getting it done. You know, somebody's in charge for creating it. Somebody's in charge for looking it over. They're in charge of scheduling it and it goes out and we have like a big promotional calendar and also feeling connected to everybody because at the end of the day, relationship marketing is at the heart of how I want to be connecting with OTs and how I grew the business in the first place. And I went too far in the other direction by like being like eek and, and freeze. Okay. So what helped me get back was realizing I really missed everybody. I really miss talking to people. I really miss connecting with who are now old friends because I've been doing this for such a long time. And so many of us have grown up as entrepreneurs together in this space. And also the thing that really floats my boat. I love doing a podcast, but it is hard to kind of put it out there and not have a lot of feedback anymore. So that didactic back and forth is, is coming back. I wanna remind you that we, teach really clear marketing strategies and this marketing analysis in any of in, in, inside our programs marketing that makes sense and really works you don't have to do it all you just need to be really clear on the marketing assets you have the marketing assets you should have or be leaning into growing next tracking the data what's actually working and shifting it if it's not i would love to take a look at any of your marketing assets and if that interests you guess what you can go into the show notes and you can follow the links to have a little chitter chat with me and we can see if there's a way that OTs get paid and I can help you grow your business. I hope you found this episode valuable. It is great to be back in touch with you all. Good luck with all of your marketing and until next time.